1: Welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book
2: Chronicles.
1: (laughs) I am your host, Cat. You can find me at Cat on Twitter. You can find me at Need on Twitter. You can find me at CBcaps on Instagram. With Columbia down the way. And sound effects you've heard come from none other than our man in Brooklyn, one agent underscore seventy on Twitter, Instagram, and Threads.
0: What's up, everybody? Co-hosting from the borough of Kings. What's up, y'all?
2: Brooklyn. We're Brooklyn. We're Brooklyn. We're
1: Brooklyn. At? Brooklyn, at? Brooklyn at? Nice. And you can find this here uh, podcast on the Coastal of the Podcast Network at cspn.us. Do it today. You can also find us on your podcast perusal place of choice, whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka okay, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Coastal of the Podcast Network's uh, SoundCloud page. Make sure to click like, subscribe, and leave
0: us all the positive five-star reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts, where that stuff really matters.
1: um you can also find us recording mostly every thursday night with with certain exceptions like tonight on uh the the uh the click nation's uh twitch excuse me the click nation's youtube channel that's youtube.com slash the click nation and twitch.tv slash comic book chronicles like our man benji games 2 is doing uh right now
0: What's going on, Bench Games? So again, please click like, subscribe, hit the notification button so that you too Ooh. will know when we are on live and broadcasting and recording. Yeah, okay.
1: Why am I getting notifications from something that should not be going? I do not know. But um yeah, folks, we gotta we got a good show. We're gonna try to try to breeze through this. We're starting a little bit late. But we're gonna start off with um that's why I can't stop that. Great. Um books, of course, with Amazing Spider-Man number forty-three.
0: So our first book of the night is Amazing Spider-Man number 43. It's written by Zeb Wells with pencils by John Romita Jr., inks by Scott Hanna, colors by Marcio Meniz, and letters by our favorite lettering Paisan VC's Joe Caramagna. Guess what, folks? We are in the home stretch of Gang War. We are very much on the precipice of figuring out where all the chips are going to fall. And in this issue, we have, uh, you know, in this corner, one group of bad guys. In this gr- in this corner, another group of bad guys. And jumping right into the middle of the fray are the heroes gathered by Spider-Man to combat or at least preserve as many lives as possible. So what's interesting is this, you know, this battle is happening in Central Park. So uh, Central Park does, in fact, play a role in in some of the, uh, the violence and mayhem that ensues. Interestingly, what we see are power moves or power plays being made in this, um, in this issue by certain, uh, factions or certain leaders amongst the gang war. And I'll hand it off to Roddy cat to, uh, have him share his thoughts.
1: So yeah, actually and it's funny you should mention that uh, about the uh the Spidey led group jump into the afraid because on the side note, there's also the luke cage um led group in his book that we have not seen in the main part of this, so I don't know if that's just going to be something that's uh limited to his um his low side story in gang war. Or not, because we do know we still have like one more issue of that that's just uh, coming uh, soon. Uh, right. But
0: who, who else is running around with Luke Cage? It's Cloak and Dagger, Cloak and, and... Dagger,
1: uh, Jessica Jones. Oh, Jessica uh, Jones. And oh, Danny, of course. And there might be somebody else I can't remember.
0: Right. Speak and and those and two of those characters. Interestingly,
1: we'll be talking about in another book. In yes. another book that comes out this week, right. In fact, the next book we're going to talk about, but we'll get to that in a second. But so, yeah. Um, but basically, uh, as Age of Seven said, yeah, we're we're starting to uh, uh, kind of close in on Gang War. Thank goodness, because it's, it's been going on long enough at this point. Um, the one that's been jockeying for the most position is Madam Mask, and as and I, as I've noticed when I looked at this issue on the map that they provide uh, at the beginning of the issue. She's she's certainly has um, has uh, uh done some done some work during this thing, um, but also I believe she she kind of has a part of um Spider Woman also, so I don't know if that any of that's going to, uh, uh play into things, uh, in that book. But I guess we'll see then. But that being said, um, uh, yeah. Like I kind of just wanted to say, leave that at that and go into the next book, because as I was telling Agent 70 before the show, there seems to be a potentially strange um, timeline discrepancy between the two books.
0: Right. And I was just looking at the reading list, the checklist. Mm-hmm. at the back of the book, and, well, two things to note. One is that Gang War, as we mentioned, is very much coming to an end, mm-hmm. and will be done with by the end of this month. We also, you know, there, there are literally two more books checked off this list after um, after we talk about uh, this book uh, from this week. Mm-hmm. The last book in the checklist is, I guess, sometime in early March when Daredevil Gang War comes out. But the the the, the primary story in Gang War will have finished probably in Amazing, um, the, the, you know, at, at sometime at the end of February. So I guess we're getting two issues of Amazing this month. Um, and we have been for a little while,
1: right? And um, I'm sure even after that, there's probably going to be like a little bit of cleanup at the beginning of whatever issue comes after.
0: Yeah, right. That, so, amazing, so, right. So, um, I guess we can roll right into the next yeah. book that we're talking about. That being deadly hands of Kung Fu gang war. Number three, it's written by Greg Pak with art by Kayo Mahado colors by Jim Campbell and letters by VCs, Travis Lanham. So the, as WriterCat said, there's a bit of a discrepancy when it comes to where these books fall in chronological order and relation to each other. In the time, in the in the reading list, in the reading order checklist, Deadly Hands of Kung Fu comes right after what we just read. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it, though
1: yeah it's curious as to how they're playing that because there was a mention to shang chi in amazing spider-man 43 but at the time if you read it in the order presented you're you're kind of curious as to what that means especially if you've been keeping up with the, uh the the, the shang chi uh, gang war book because right. especially and this is where the description comes in pretty much the group of uh actually i that I think about it um uh, a couple of Danny, uh, excuse me, a couple of Luke's crew, or at least one of Luke's crew, is in this book, um, right?
0: Well, Luke and one of Luke's crew, right, are in. The, that's and, and 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 that's why I understand your, uh, you know, the kind of uh, cognitive dissonance we're getting here because, you know, we we're we're led to believe that one comes right after the other, but how do we get to this group kind of assembling, right? So. You know, we get, like, it's a mishmash of the people from Spidey's group and from Luke's group, Luke Cage's group. And bottom line, though, is this is the last issue of this particular uh, miniseries, tie-in miniseries. And, it you know, and it kind of shows where Shang-Chi's current status in the uh, Marvel Comics universe, the Marvel universe proper, is, you know... Is is in a very tenuous place, right. because the citizenry that's in Lower Manhattan, where the 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 the, the Five Rings, the the weapon, the Five Weapon Society has their base, um, they're not exactly trusting of Shang, and you know, there's all you know there's there's, there's obviously some like kind of real world allegory going on here as well. I like that Greg Pak ties in something that probably would have been part of uh, Shangxi's teachings, which is obviously Sun Tzu's you know uh, art of war. Mm-hmm. I, you know I, I kind of like that. I was like, oh, you know what? As stereotypical as that is, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And um I kind of like some of the some of the um, continuity, the nods to continuity that were put in here. You know, chiefly among them, the uh, the interaction between Spidey and Shang Chi. Right. I kind of like that, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll 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 hand it off to to Roddy Cat with you know for his thoughts, but you know, this is you know this is kind of like a, a nice little tidy uh, wrap up to this little uh, tangential miniseries.
1: Yeah, the fun thing about this issue b- before we uh, get into the. Uh, the one part of it is, um, I you you kind of love how people are still underestimating Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. even with all this. And even though we have not, this is not the first time we have seen uh, him and the Five Weapons Society uh, get confronted by the heroes, because as Agent Seven, and we'll recall, and some of us may recall that in the last, um, the, the, in the last book that uh, Shang-Chi had, that was kept pretty much the crux of it, you know. Of mm-hmm. them finding out and being kind of concerned about it, so uh, there is that still continue to be in the play. But also, like like uh, was said, the the whole chess uh, or the whole art of war slash chess three D chess that, that uh, going uh, uh Chi is playing in this was it was kind of was like okay, so how do you handle, you know, everything that's going about you? Well, you just kind of put it all together and <laughs> and let it all shake out. In one way, um, I like said I looks at it, won't won't tell it because uh, people want to read it for themselves but the problem comes in is goes back to the uh the potential timeline description in that at the end of this book you see well two things happen um which i guess in a way could call back to the um the reference of shang chi in 43 but they're kind of leaving it kind of um you know, leaving it out there like that because I guess it doesn't matter either, whatever order you're reading, except for the fact that at the end of the issue you see Shang-Chi in a place where, given the events of forty three, I one you I, you can see why you could ask you the reader would ask the same question that was asked uh, or that was mentioned in uh, Amazing Spider-Man forty three, but also well, why wasn't that the case given the end of this issue? right? So I'm like, all right, maybe that's going to get explained uh, in the next, in 44, in because that seems like um, um, Amazing Spider-Man 44 is where most of, not all of the stuff is coming together. Right. Uh, according to, especially the book that I know that should have been read uh, before 43, which we'll get to it in a little bit. But right. um yeah, the, everything's starting to tie together, and it was just that one little description that kind of was like, "Well, okay, what's that?" Doesn't make that. It was enough to kind of was like, "Well, wait, what's going on?" To like, and it shouldn't have because we all know even this whole game war thing is pretty much on a sliding ti- uh, the, uh, timeline scale than anything else is going on in the in in the universe in the Marvel universe at this point. So, you know, that's just kind of a, a given. Uh, But at the same time, like, even within the whole, the event itself, like, you would think that would be a little bit handled a little bit better than that. Maybe there was a reason why it happened like this, you know, uh, but, I don't know, it was just something that stuck out. But, all in all, hey, it was a, I guess it was a pretty good end to to this end issue. I guess probably the best you could hope for as an end to this issue. Um, But maybe not the end of as agent 70 says his uh uh his status with the rest of the heroes and whatnot but it seems at the time to be of a certain status for how long we don't know because like when's the next time they're going to confront him quote unquote confront him again you know about what's going on and and we end up doing this dance again Mm -hmm. who knows but yeah that's deadly hands of kung fu 3 I guess one, one, one not tied. Uh, what two more to go out before? We, or three more to go technically, but two more side ones to go. Um, excuse me, three more because I forgot about the Daredevil book.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm just looking at the checklist. There's one, two. Yeah, there's two more side miniseries, right. tangential miniseries that are that are involved in terms of regular series miles is today it is this week right there's um there's uh spider woman -woman. amazing right yeah so that's it yeah so that's what's left right so yeah Yeah, so there's four issues after after we get done with this week's books right and wait the daredevil one which was yeah four issues Yeah, four issues i'm counting the daredevil because you're going to talk about
1: miles right right Excuse me, but the Daredevil one is not out yet, right? Or is that one that was the last one that came oh, out? No, that's the last one. That's the last one coming out in March. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, I knew you mentioned that earlier. I was, like, I was like, maybe I need to catch up on that one. I don't know. But yeah. either way, we're going to move on to the last book that uh, uh, we have in common. And that is Fall of the House of X number two of I'm not sure what, probably four. Yeah, we're guessing
0: four. It seems logical. So fall of the house of X number two is written by Jared Duggan with art by Lucas Verneck, colors by Brian Valenza and letters by VCs, Travis Lanham. So I'm going to start with my very first observation. When I read this book, it reads very, it, it's a, diff, it's kind of a difficult read because it's a little disjointed because it references things that we have not yet seen published yet. It references books and events that have not been published yet, and so it's a little disjointed. It's a little tough to read if you are like myself, and maybe you, uh, maybe a little bit like Roddy Cat when it comes to reading this and knowing that you know it's tying that everything ties together. And it's always tough when publishing schedules kind of muck around with that. And it's uh, listen, it's it's not the first time. It won't be the last. It's been an issue in comics that try to tie together since forever. So, you know, it's just one of those things that you have to get used to. Ultimately though, on its own, this issue does deliver, uh, lots of, uh, story developments, lots of, uh, plot threads being, uh, carried forward and even circled back to Roddy cap mentioned, uh, that he, I guess, n- could now see why a particular story point was brought up with regards to brew and his mutation that led to, or his develop the, the developments that in his story that led to his current status with amongst the, uh, the brood, uh, collective as a whole. And, you know, we we did end up, you know, circling around back to that, and 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 you know, there's a whole point to that, and that was established here in this issue. Um, you know, lots of the 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 various side missions that are going on, the various rescue missions that are going on, are addressed. There's one particular thing, and I'll hand it off to Roddy Cat on this note. We all know I do not like Destiny. There is a fake out reveal in this issue <laughs> that had me just hey. tripping had me fuming, had me heated just for a split second. And with that, I will hand this off to Roddy Cat to uh, take this home.
1: That was the funny part about this, because it was like, wait, even despite the the fact that a couple of panels prior to that, although that could be explained the way, kind of showed a, uh, a power set that Destiny does not have, um... That it was still funny to, to kind of get to that point. And hearing age of 70 get to that point, which I, you know, having worked with him uh, this long, I was like, yeah, I get it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, he has. This is a thing for him. And, and it's, it's never going to not be a thing. It's, it's almost like me and Ben, Ben, uh, Ben Foster to a point, but uh, yeah. So this, as Age I just kind of was alluding to yeah, this issue, definitely. Um, uh, uh, trades on the fact of whether you you've been keeping up with the Krakoa era um, enough to have caught some of the things on the side, because that the, the one thing he was just uh, alluding to was kind of uh, was from um, well uh, well or was from uh, a rogue and gambit mini gambit miniseries that they had during the course of this. Uh, which comes back into play into this. And the whole brew thing was from a mortal. I think I can't remember. I don't remember. Like all this stuff kind of blends together. Um right. And that has more to do with an actual, a character that's running around in Avengers at this point, but, uh, and not, but you kind of wonder, well, why is, what does this have anything to do with what's going on in this section of the universe? And this is where we see a, a lot of that kind of coming right together. Um, the whole, I assume that, because uh, I know Agent 70 had been reading X-Force uh, fairly recently. So the whole Wolverine and Colossus thing, which I know was a thing, because Colossus kind of had a thing kind of going on for a good while, had right. been resolved. Right. So, and that part, I didn't I know because I haven't been reading X-Force. And, like, so just various things that's, cause that, that came up in this book it was like, okay, when... When, when does this happen? What is, what is going on exactly, here?
0: Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because the next issue of X Force is not due until next week. Um, so we'll pro, we will probably see that play out, right? So if you, because know, you... I think I think I in sorry, Wolver- right. Wolverine right now is that Saber Tooth story, which right. is not told in chronological chronological order anyway. Right. They already told us that, so. Um, when it comes to, um, when it comes to you know seeing how all of this plays out in terms of the other books that are coming out in the next several weeks, we still have uh, Rise of the Powers of Ten coming out next week, X Force coming out next week, Dead X Men, Resurrection of Magneto coming out in two weeks, Cable in two weeks. All right, yeah. So we'll see how this all kind of weaves together. Right.
1: All right, wait, did that first issue? That first issue of Cable did come out, didn't it? Yep. And I'm done to go back and read that. Um. Well, not need, but I kind of want to. Um. So, yeah, so if you, you know, like us and probably many other people, you know, only. um, Only focused on probably the I'm not even sure what that still would be at this point, but the quote unquote main books. Uh, of the Krakoa era, that would probably be X Men and probably Immortal, I guess. At, at this point, X Men Red was in there also uh, for a time, and probably still kind of. But if you're if you're kind of focused on that stuff and didn't skip to some of the s- stuff on the side or some of the the stuff that kind of, you might have been lapsed on some of that stuff. You might be finding yourself like, well, what's going on here? You know, if you're interested, you know, those books are still out there for you. You know, uh, but. At a certain point, if, if if that's not the case, then, yeah, you just let it wash over and you and keep it pushing, you know? Because I think there is supposed to be a, a chronological version of, at the very least, the the uh, Krakoan era or m- maybe not Hoxbox, I think that's already been been out, but the, uh, coming on the chron- uh, chronological order of the Crocoan era. I thought I read something like that being the case, but I'm not sure it's probably not going to be out until after all of this is said and done anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I have to look that up either way. That is uh fall of the house of X. Um, I guess, yeah, the rise is the, the next one or whatever's on the list and, and whatever else to kind of bring this on home. So it was still, that being said though, the, the book was a pretty good read because that whole stuff, you the whole, yes. the, of the, yeah, the, the, the whole, um, you know, everything come together, and things kind of. Even though th- looks like the plan is kind of going, the, the plans that the X Men and, and crew uh, have had had uh, coming into this kind of had some have had some bumps and bruises. Which, of course, it wouldn't be a, uh, an X plan if it didn't. So, right, 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 right. They've had to improvise,
0: as mm-hmm. as, as as one of the characters puts it. So exactly. they have to they had because of
1: their timelines having to be moved up. Right. But it still makes for a good read even though you might be like, Wait, wait wait, what happened here or whatever the case may be? Like I said, the whole especially the whole the whole Wolverine and Colossus thing from the last well, from from the start of this issue and a couple other issues, uh in in uh from the other books that have right. been kind of some fun
0: and reads. We're, right. We're we're probably going to see uh, what's going on with Firestar in yes. the Rise of the Powers book that I know that's where we last saw her,
1: so Right. Right. And there was some probably some allusion to that in this uh, uh, being her being a factor of of this uh, (laughs) of this whole thing. So, yeah, that's probably true. That is quite likely true. And uh, another part of this that um, that was at the very least looked up that was referenced here that um, that'll probably come over there also having to do with a a certain uh, character, a certain right. Mainish uh, X Men character who's kind of been <laughs> on trial, so. But yeah, that's uh, some good stuff. It's still continued reading. Like I said, the, 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 if you kind of bump up the fact that you um you, you didn't catch everything, I wouldn't worry about it too much. But at the same time, some of that stuff was was interesting read. I would say.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, it's a good read. It's a it, you know what's funny is that the parts that I did like were can't uh became, made, made this book a candidate for click of the week for me because i would that part was enjoyable those parts were were enjoyable it's just that overall it, i felt like it was just a touch disjointed
1: yeah and like I, said, I and i can see how that could be the case like I said, it was like i know there's a big couple of things that i know that i that i remember reading that you had not but as but in the same token you are in the same boat with stuff with me so i i totally right. get that uh, that being the case though, hey, guess what folks, uh, buckle up. We still got a, what, a couple more months to go with, uh, with this whole thing. So let it ride for what it is until it gets, hopefully it doesn't get bad, but I would hate for the record era to end on a bad note. Right. Uh, but with that, we're going to go to our next, well, actually, me. We? no, we're not. We're going to go into rapid fire because that's pretty yes. much all we have in common.
0: All right, here we go. Rapid fire review time. I ain't got time to breathe. I'll finish up my books. I only have a few left. First up is Black Panther number nine. It's written by Eve L. Ewing with pencils by Chris Allen and Mac Chater, inks by Craig Young and Mac Chater, colors by Jesus Aburtov and letters by VCs Joe Sabino. I will not be spoiling too much of this because I know Roddy cat is going to do his dangdest, dangdest, damnedest to catch up on this. I will say that I understand some of the criticism that this book has gotten. It's not the most exciting. There's a lot of world building that's still going on. There's exposition and world building a plenty in this issue. I think it's worthwhile simply because the world of Wakanda No pun intended, right? The world of Wakanda still has so much to be left to explore. And this is just part of it. That's just what it is. This is just part of the exploration of the world of Wakanda that has been unlocked based on the character's popularity, based on the MCU, so on and so on. So be, you know, be prepared to digest quite a bit of exposition and tolerate a little bit of world building to see a a a deeper story being told to see uh uh, uh, a character like t'challa and uh, a a place like wakanda be given more depth i think that's worthwhile
1: right before you go on before you go on you just you just struck me on something real quick if World of wakanda that book world of wakanda has still been around this totally could have been just a thing in that book
0: oh absolutely
1: Absolutely. That's That's why I thought that's what,
0: that's what, that's what, that's what brought that particular term to mind. Mm -hmm. So last but not least for me is spider Gwen smash. Number three, it's written by Melissa Flores pencils by Enid Balam inks by Elizabeth D'Amico colors by fair. Fuentes sujo and letters by VCs Ariana Mar. This is an interesting miniseries because it involves, uh, Gwen and her band being the opening act for Dazzler and Dazzler being the subject of let's just say uh stalker fan like she's definitely in that like Taylor Swift mode like that current Taylor Swift mode but many 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 uh uh, very famous solo singers and even just stars, especially female stars, unfortunately become targets of so stalkers in real life. And you know this is very much allegorical um, in this case. And it wouldn't be the first time that Dazzler, in any incarnation, has had to deal with something like that, like you know, crazy fans. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a, uh, yeah. There's a there's an issue of uh, Uncanny X Men that deals with that when uh, with a with the, with the stalker fan of Dazzler. But um, the spider Gwen part of this is actually pretty fun. I, 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 enjoy what they're doing with Gwen's character. I like some of the paths that they've taken her down, especially in these limited series that have been uh, told and, and, and put out and published in lieu of Gwen having a current ongoing and you know, this is something I mentioned to Roddy cat in our pre-production meeting that spider Gwen, Ms. Marvel and silk seem to be those characters. I wonder what they all have in common. Seem seems to be those characters that have just enough popularity to have these multiple issue mini series put out. That basically continued their character development and story in lieu of, instead of, in place of a regular ongoing series, right? So you kind of have to, you know, jump back on every time a new miniseries comes out to, to, to see the continuing adventures, because these aren't, these basically build off one another. They're not just like one-offs, they build off one another. So if you want to, you know, kind of keep up with uh spider, Gwen, the character, this is something you want to pick up. This is, there's actually some, some kind of cool developments between Gwen and her supporting cast uh, going on in this series. I actually like this particular issue, a lot so um it's a candidate for click of the week for me as well and that's it for me
1: nice you also kind of reminded me like yeah the whole dazzler thing was uh, uh as i was saying uh a the especially reef consistently and i was trying to find the uh the miniseries that it was and it was Exterminators from 2022 2023 that also kind of had a thing because it was like dazzler um jubilee x23 or wolverine excuse me and and a couple other folks uh, and it kind of started off with... Uh, and Boom Boom. I, I don't know how I kind of forget that. Um, uh, having to starting off dealing with a kind of... A, not necessarily a stalker, but someone uh, that was in Dazzler's periphery. And that was a pretty oh, fun read.
0: Like a crazed fan. Yeah, yeah, I remember mm,
1: that. I remember more that. like an ex. Or a, a current... Uh, a, at the time, current uh, boyfriend that ended up being an ex uh, at the start of that, uh, that um that mini series. Right. He was like a vampire or something, right? Correct. Yeah. That's right. It went right. kind of wild. Yeah. You know? But it was a fun read. That was it was good. So the the fun you should mention that. Also Juggernaut's favorite, <laughs> Tazzler. As uh right. uh as a uh, von Gloom reminded me uh recently in, in when we talked. But That's yeah. Right. Uh all right folks. Uh, let's see. First up for me We're going to hit Gang War back up again with uh, Miles Morales, number 16. Where are you, Miles? There we go. There we go. Um, Written by Cody Ziegler, art by Federico Vicentini and Federica Manson, um, color artist Brian Valenza, and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. So, if you were uh, looking at the reading order of Gang War, yeah, you could possibly move this up a couple of spots, because this, and it says so at the beginning of the book, uh, so that's, so you don't have to worry about it, but this absolutely takes place before uh, the events of Amazing Spider-Man in proper order. In fact, the, the last page pretty much shows uh, Miles going over to that book. So, uh, but this is this is the him wrapping up his part of the gang war and dealing with uh Hobgoblin and rabble uh who pretty much ra rabble, rabble, rabble exactly who's teamed up to kind of uh, break off their corner of New York and uh you know mouse uh Miles and uh an, an assorted crew uh which includes uh miss Marvel and I don't know if she's going to be around uh after this, but uh a potential new possible hero named gust. Um, who, you know, is pretty much a noob in all of this. So she she, you know, and, and also young, so you know, she's gonna need a little bit of uh baking. But I'm hoping maybe they'll bring come back to that character. I don't know. But well, that's the character that's the that, that's hanging out with the cops, right? Correct. Right. So and and on that uh also on that front, Scorpion, who had a pretty much had uh, joined Miles in this, and there was Scorpion Starling, um and somebody else I can't remember. Um but basically they were pretty much running distraction with as Starling said, some Z listers. <laughs> and at the first and uh at the part of it wasn't doing all that well until actually Scorpion kinda saved the day with a little parlay. So that part was uh, kind of amusing. But also it was also kinda of funny to because one of the quote unquote Z listers was called was uh Rickadana. Uh, which is a callback to, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, uh, Daughters of the Dragon uh, miniseries from a while back. I'm like, I'm like, who? Right. Seriously, wait, wait, wait. Where's Korav?
0: <laughs> I'm like, when you said that name, I was like, no, don't you mean Capadonna? <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Um...
0: <laughs> I mean that in all seriousness. I was like, who? I could hear Korath in my head. We've <laughs> been using the sound, bu- the sound drop for years, and I could hear as soon as you said it. I was like, "What?"
1: Right, it's but right. no, it is Rickadonna. and like I said, the only reason why I know this is because I remember reading that uh, that miniseries goes. <laughs> um, you know, the the brain has so much memory. Why is it comic based? Uh, for me, we don't know, but hey, it is what it is, folks. Um. But yeah, so that was that was kind of funny on that respect for me. I'm like, okay, and yeah, I probably would have been the same way if I had not known who that character was. <laughs> so, and some of the other ones there, was like, okay, yeah, it was like Shocker and a couple other folks, you know, that's kind of been around right. in the pages of Spidey. So I was like, yeah, all right, cool, cool. So, Just but one that was question. kind of, what's that?
0: Just one question. I, sure. I I've been on and off Ziggler's run on Miles for a while now, I know this and. Man. I'm hesitant to, to, to read this. But I want to see what they do with Kamala. We all know where Kamala is primarily nowadays. That's in the pages of her own book and in the pages of the X book because that's mm-hmm. where they, they you know, the X books because that's where they want to put her. So I guess they conveniently just have her come in, say what's up to Miles for these two issues and then dip out to go back to the X stuff.
1: I i am going to assume, and this is purely assumption, the next issue is probably going to have them maybe talking a little bit more. I don't know, cause, but you definitely don't get that here because it was pretty much all action. Gotcha, gotcha. Year, but they, you know.
0: but they, they, they show Kamala not going to Central Park. Correct. So God. that's you know, what whether, I mean by having her kind of go right. back to the stuff.
1: I, that's, that's what that is my hope because of that. But yeah, that that could very well be the case. But then again, hey, you know, Peter's book didn't really use her all of that. We saw how that happened. What happened with that? Despite right. you know what happened with that. But um, yeah, I, I'm hoping they're going to circle back around and have them to you know. At the, at the very least, talk a little bit more and maybe have a, a you know. Right.
0: They just had her in Peter's book just so they could get the whole mutant thing going. Right. So. That's, so fun. That's it's, it's funny and awful at the same time. Basically. So it is what it is.
1: But, you know, what? like I said, this pretty much wraps up uh, Miles' Miles's little part of, of that going into, like I said, uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 43 as it directly does at the end of this book. So there, that is pretty much the gist of it. Uh, next book for me is a particular look of the week. Uh, probably will be no surprise once you hear the name of it Transformers number five. <laughs> um, written and art by Daniel Warren Johnson, colors by Mike Spicer, letters by Russ Wooten. So, this, this book has been going, um, like pretty much hitting on, on all cylinders since the, the, the jump. You know, uh, Daniel Warren Johnson kind of kind of writing slash um, drawing out his some childhood fantasies. I am, I'm, I'm trust to believe uh, during the course of this thing. One of which, including if you're watching the video version, you can see um, uh, Optimus Prime staring down at, uh, at um, Megatron's gun, which he does. In fact, use who's in the, during the course of this quite effectively during the course of this issue in certain uh, respects. I may need to co- to go back
0: and, and, and review all these. Do I need to read Void, uh, whatever?
1: No. no. Void Rivals, you don't have to, no. Okay. I could just read Transformers? Yeah. Okay. Because there's only, like, there's one issue of Transformers that will probably call back to that, and that's when the character that showed up there comes back here uh, for a second, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, no, you don't necessarily there, There's some other, like... Other Transformers side stuff that's been showing up in that book. And that's if you're one of those ones who have who pretty much was stayed with the show with the animated series to like season three. Right. Okay. So but no, roughly you don't have to. Um G.I. Joe might be another issue, but at this point, no. So anyway, um, more action! So the um, the Autobots are trying to basically trying to get their group back, group together and looking for energy. So are the Decepticons. One of them get, kind of gets there first and try and uh, but they're both basically trying to come at each other. Stark screams is basically trying to keep Megatron out of, out of everybody's mouths. So seeing uh, Optimus with uh, with his gun kind of also sh- kind of shook him, but at the same time. Optimus kind of handed him, um in a little bit, but um, a new set of players or a new old set of players ends up showing up um, at the end of this book and um, Optimus Prime, let's say, gets kitted. And that is a reference you would have to reach back for, even if you knew what I was talking about, even if you saw what I was talking about. Um, and I would go so far as to, to say it by another name, but I won't because that'll give away who shows up. But also we've probably talked about who ends up, who's showing up, uh, well, Michael Knight shows up. No, but He's in, though. He's <laughs> I know. Said yes, I did. And yes, the, and what happens to Optimus is, is kind of in reference to something that happens in that show that I think we <laughs> talked about actually. <laughs>
0: That's so funny. I wasn't sure if that's what that was referenced to in reference mm-hmm. to so. Mm-hmm.
1: So Oh my god. Yeah, let's just say it's, there's um a group of a group of Decepticons comes into play. um uh... uh, and I and I want to say who it is, but I feel like I've given what given up too much as it is. Um, but Starscream says something about new toys in this, which was clever. And, uh, yeah, but yeah, this is like, I said, this has been a great read. I don't like what Starscream did to the ravage kind of get kind of takes a hit in this that I don't appreciate, but Starscream's a, a bastard. So, you know, you kind of expect it. Uh, I guess the other part of this in, in passing is that at, at the beginning of this Optimus and Sparkplug, who in this universe kind of has PTSD because of his, uh, Prior dealings uh, with the Decepticons, and I guess his stint during the Gulf War, or they don't say the Gulf War, but basically they, um, they, they, I think they have mentioned like Iraq uh, in passing. So it sounds like he did might have right. been
0: a right. So not better. necessarily the original Gulf War, but maybe the right. most recent Middle Eastern conflicts. I gotcha. Like they,
1: they, they took great care to not to specify a, a time, <laughs> but if you know enough about it, it's like yeah, okay, you can say it's. With any time, you know, with gotcha, 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 so, It's
0: interesting that you, that you, that you say, um, uh, uh, that this is like Daniel Warren Johnson's like fever dream of like the, the eighties
1: transformers. I believe he almost said as much in the letters pages in the past, but yeah, cause you can like, once you get, catch up, you'll see exactly what I mean. Right. Right. And
0: I also have to say, you know, and, 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 and just to interject just a touch, hmm? I feel like Starscream is the character everyone wants to write. I would agree with
1: that. Yeah.
0: More so than any other character, Starscream is the character everyone wants to write. And I think that it's interesting that that's the character that did not get a lot of play on the movie screen when Michael Bay did his thing.
1: Well, probably for the best, because let's face it, based on what I've seen from either one of those movies, he ain't doing any of them all that great. So, right, right, right. right. So it's just a shame. Because, you,
0: know, you know, like hearing you describe this and and just based off of my own memories of, you know, reading the comics, uh, watching the, uh, the G1 animated series, and the little that I have been exposed to in the other incarnations of Transformers, Starscream is such a great character. Right.
1: And that's why he, he may keeps coming not be back. the primary bad guy,
0: but he's the A, he's like the one B bad guy. Right. And he's, I think, the most fun for the writers to write.
1: Oh, indeed. Absolutely. Like I said, and that's, that's pretty much why he's always come back during the course of, you know, other animated series. Like specifically, specifically talking about, you know, he died in the movie, spoiler alert, um, right. but has come back since then uh, a couple times in like uh Transformers season three and even in beast wars has come back. So, right. um, yeah, it, it's, it is kind of funny. And yeah, I, I agree with you on, on all that, but in this case, like I can see the choices they have made during the course of this, um, then the course of the series so far, uh, if you have an understanding of G one might put you off in a certain way, but also makes total sense. In, in other ways, so and that's and that's what's making it enjoyable. Because it looks like I said, even from that first issue, it was like, oh, this is definitely different right off the rip. So it's not going to be just them doing uh, eighty four over again because it's been done already. So, All right. it's, but it's definitely kind of a kind of a reboot that almost felt like there was a little bit of Bayverse in it by certain things, but they don't play that up too too well too too much, which I, I, I've been liking. That being said, if you are a Transformers fan, you just should definitely check it out. Like I said, Potential Click of the Week for me. Um, oh, yeah, Reflector makes some camera puns and and some other th- things happen in this book. And we do see, um, speaking of G1 character, we see a not G1 character kind of come into the fold um, uh, in, in this issue. But also, some would say a fan favorite. I know definitely a favorite of mine, um, you know, in, in their... In a in a better frame than they have been in the past, let's just say. So, mm. but it's good anyway. Like I said, it's supposed to be quick, quick. Uh, quick uh, but hey, th- you know, it's Transformers. Next book for me is The Hunger in the Desk, number six. Um, where is? Da-da-da-da-da. There we go. Sorry about that, folks. I'm looking at this stuff on the fly. Um, written by G. Willow Wilson, art by Chris Wildgoose, colors by Masik. And letters by Simon Boland. So after the the events of last issue, Tara, um, who is um, uh, an orc healer of some note uh, with her clan, but she's still also kind of young, was um, with the human uh, orc alliance. But after some things happened or after some words were exchanged last issue, which age 70, I know you were trying to catch up with it. I can't remember if you had or not. I have not
0: yet. I have not yet. Okay, well, um, because none of this is going to be remembered
1: by the time I get to it. Yeah, I know. I I get like that myself. But um, but that's pretty much as much as I will say about that part. But um, in this particular issue, there's a parting of the way. Well, she had already parted the ways as of the end of last issue. And this is pretty much a solo story of her uh, basically had already left the the alliance and on her way back home by herself. Um, And this is her journey to do that. Uh, And as some people that she's come, well, as, yeah, actually, as some people that she come across um, in the course of the story, while she is also flashing back to um, earlier to younger times, uh, she can pretty much take care of herself to to a point. So, you know, and and, and that's good to see, because a lot of times I could have gone a, a, a wholly different way. Um, but at the end of this, we find out that, um, well, we find out a couple of things, uh, about a particular relationship that she has slash has, uh, thanks to, uh, a memory, but also some lessons that she has learned uh, in the past. Uh, but also at the end of this, she makes a revelation that, um, you know, that, that kind of brings us back to uh the crux of what this kind of book is about uh her part in it we shall see because she looks at there's a, there's a thing that the alliance uh group has been trying to find out about that they had already sent out somebody to to uh look into but that person hadn't come back and it looks like you know Tara is also making a similar discovery on that lines and it looks like at the end of this book uh if i'm read it right it says um Something about the next well, basically it alluded to the next part coming summer twenty twenty four. So I'm going to assume that this book is on hiatus until the summer. Hmm. Um, I got time to catch up. You do have time to catch up. Uh, in fact, um, let me pull this. I'm gonna pull this up really, really quick. I'm sorry. Um, to see what exactly to say. Because yeah, because after the, the 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 story ends, there is um, there is a a, a page. Yes. Uh, new Battles for Life and Love Begin, The Hunger and the Dust, Book 2, Summer 2024, is what it
0: says. Six-issue six arc.
1: It, it does not say that, but yes, that is, that is, uh, that's definitely what's going on here, seems like. So, okay. which I, I know, I think G. Willow has done that before, I think. Poison Ivy was a, was kind of like that, I don't remember. Or before, it went to whatever Max is, is, is uh, it is now, so. Uh, but anyway, I have been enjoying the book, uh, um, so, um, you might too. I am no, don't want to belabor talking about it again, but we'll, I'm sure we will revisit it again quite soon or t- in summer to be specific. Next up. Uh, is blade number eight. There we go. Uh, written by Brian Hill art by Elena Casa Grande color artist, KJ Diaz letters by VCs, Corey Pettit. So, Last week, um, if you remember us talking about She-Hulk, um, let's just say the sibling of a character that shows up here showed up then. Not necessarily a spoiler, but hey, it is what it is. Satana, which is a um, a character I hadn't seen in a minute, uh, shows up because Blade needs her help to do a thing because he's trying to do a thing that is in service of him trying to take down the Adana, which he has un- unleashed upon the world. And apparently a lot of people, um, supernaturally, uh, adjacent know about this or have heard about it already. Cause as, as, uh, she says, you're going on an apology tour, um, you know, for, for what you let loose, but, um, that is the thing. So yeah, he goes over here for help and, uh, which, um, happens but he has to he has to put trust in another person who's been surrounded around and we find out a little bit more on a character we hadn't seen since the first issue that he had dealt with that has some relationship with another character that has been in this issue or that has been in this book this whole time so uh, which was previously unknown so that's um, possibly a thing that's going to come up next issue We we shall see but uh yeah there is that. Next up is uh Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, number 1. Uh written by Steve Orlando, art by Lorenzo Tameta, color artist Frank William and letters by V.C.'s Ariana Maher. Uh so yeah, uh they the it's not quite same uh, creative team of on the Scarlet which book Steve Lando is pretty much the old only hold over here. Uh, but new art, uh, not I think Ariel Amara was, Amara was also on that book also, but, uh, this is surprisingly enough, a potential click of the week f- for me actually, because it starts off with, um, you know, Wanda and Pietro it's kind of saving the day against the stuff. Pietro is pr- pretty well Pietro in this book. If you know anything about his, uh, his nature, um, that is pretty, pretty much all up and through here. The thing is that, uh, once they finish that, uh, a certain article from a currently still deceased relationship of theirs kind of comes into play. Um, but, uh, uh, some of us may know that that, that character is probably going to, um, be back at some point, but regardless in the course of this story, um, something kind of comes up from that character, which ends up causing a rift between the two. Um, and some things kind of come out, although I'm not, well, I'm not entirely sure if it was something originally from that character or something's set up that from a, I would say lesser known Fantastic Four villain that shows up during the course of this to cause us some play that has, that did absolutely has something to do with this, but to, to what extent I'm not entirely sure. And it was kind of amusing to see this character showing up in this book, um, uh, to cause some havoc because you thought it would go one way. And it, it turns out that, uh, it doesn't, things don't go the way you think it would in that matchup. And at the end, Lindsay uh, leaves on a cliff cliffhanger because you see, well, one during the course of it, it's kind of run into some, actually running into some trouble and you know, um this character that I just mentioned uh showing his hand to Wanda and something happens at the end of this. So yeah, stuff so Also, shout out to Darcy who becomes who's the, the voice of reason in this for a reason that you will you would have to find out for yourself, uh given what I just said. Darcy. Yes. Uh, Darcy's still in play here. Uh next book is continuing on the number one train. Night Thrasher number one. Oops. Uh, there we go. Written by Jay Haltman, excuse me, Halt Ham. Sorry. Um, art by Nelson Daniel, color artist Matt Miller, and letters by VC Travis Travis Lanham. So, if you know about the character of Night Thresher, congratulations. You're probably a '90s kid and hmm. read the New Warriors. <laughs> Shout out to I, Matt Wang '97. Absolutely. Um, but also you. May or may not remember what happened to him uh in subsequent years that being uh when we're talking about um the impetus for civil war uh but you may or may not also know that uh well guess what if you clearly since he has the book, you know he's back um and they kind of touch on the thing that I totally forgot I had read that brought him back um which was. Relatively recent, uh, on that, I think it was like a couple of years ago uh, at this point, but I totally forgot that that was the thing that brought him back for, you know, in the way that it brought him back. Uh, but this is him pretty much coming back to New York. We see um, an, an appearance by a fellow New Warrior and I guess former love interest uh, Silhouette, who I last saw in the pages of Ironheart, which that mm. also comes into play because. um, she was in that book and also another family member of hers um is pretty much referenced and actually in the the backstory uh is shown because she gets a little um one off uh backstory in the, in the behind of this but like i said dwayne's back in new york he's basically trying to he's basically kind of give it out of the game and trying to come into new york to kind of uh tie up a loose end with uh the the company of his, which you know the people around him, including the aforementioned silhouette d- doesn't doesn't care too much about, but in true comic book fashion, you know as you try to pull a person out you, you I mean as a person tries to pull themselves out, they get just drawn back in because of a thing, and that thing might have something to do with a, another former teammate of his, which I hadn't seen in a good while, but you kind of can see it coming. Well, you almost kinda of see it coming, put it that way. Because you think it could go one way, but it's like, oh no, that's not it. But at the same time, oh yeah, totally. There we go. When you see that person come up on the screen, you know who it is. And that is there's a reference that I told uh Agent Seven about before the show that uh about a different character um that is kind of funny in this. Uh that Looks to share some similarities in this is kind of funny. That's all I'll say. And with that, folks, Let's say, that? look at look at the the reference that Roddy Cat snuck in to
0: his review, his talk on Night Thrasher Number One.
2: Just when I thought I was out, <laughs> they pulled me back in.
1: I mean, that's pretty much what it ends up being. So you know, it can only be that reference. <laughs> And that, folks, is um, is it for my books.
0: Clicks of the week. Alrighty, clicks of the week. I don't have too many to choose from, but I think I'm just going to bite the bullet and say follow the House of X number two. As my click of the week this week, despite the disjointed read, mm-hmm. I rather enjoyed some of the things that I read in that book.
1: I mean, like like we said earlier, it was a good read. So yeah, that that you know, that um that stuff aside, absolutely. I mean, it's a testament to it that that's the case because you know it could there's things that could get so disjointed to where it's, it's kind of unreadable, right? So, but this right. didn't seem to be that case. Um. For myself, yeah, my tent- my potential is still there. Um uh, Transformers, uh um Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, um actually Hunger and the Dusk is kinda in-, in there as as well. But once again, I feel like we know where this is going, folks. Uh and I hate to to, to be that the case, but hey, if the book d- presses oppresses upon you um for whatever reason, then that is the case. Uh, actually, let me before I even say what it is, um, which actually is starting to remind me of solo solo leveling that I just read recently. It was just kind of funny, but um, let's see, there's Fall the House of X for Agent Seventy, and mm-hmm. of course for myself, Transformers Number Five. <laughs> I kind of figured he was going to be at the ready for that, and I appreciate it. <laughs> Uh and that folks um is the clicks of the week we're going to go over into the um the news section but first an ad read. Our first ad read of the night is
0: for Funko Fun at First Sight. It's your home for exclusive collectibles such as their world famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, apparel including t-shirts, hats and socks, and brand merchandise including custom DIY pop figures, art books and skateboards. And now the listeners of the comic book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko to place your first order with 10% off and to help keep our show free for you. Go to our network website at CSPN.us that's CSPN.us. Then click on the keep our podcast free link at the top of the page from there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code shop10 for your 10% off discount funco through cspn.us do it today and now we get into
1: the news And we start off with cinematic news as we do about this time. Samuel L. Jackson wants a Star Wars Disney Plus show starring Mace Dund- Windu because uh, apparently Secret uh, secret Invasion was a nodder. That's, that's my words, not his. <laughs> 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 but um, apparently... Uh, according to this article, um, old Sam Jack is insisting that uh, Mace Window did not die, and I am one of the, the few folks... Um, did you just say Mace Window did not die? Uh, you know what, that happens, but it is Mace Window. Although, that's bit funny bit in a couple bit. of the ways, because there was a window involved, but yes. That's the interesting coincidence. Yes. Um, um but yeah speaking to Empire Jackson eagerly replied to text message questions surrounding his role in Star Wars prequel trilogy he's not dead motherfucker okay he didn't say that last part but um he replied when asked about Windu's apparent death uh, everything, yes. When he said, uh, uh, when he was asked about a Disney Plus show about that character, I'm also of the mind to think he's not dead. Like one, we didn't see a body. We just saw him go out of a window. He might have gathered himself up, used the forest, got out of the way. He's, he's, you know. I, I feel like the way he went out should not have been the end of that character. Right. So. So I agree with that. Go ahead. Say what again. I
2: dare
1: you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this article also mentions that uh, Jackson somewhat made a character in episode nine, speaking to Ray Ray through the voice alongside the likes of Ahsoka and Anakin, one of which is not dead, by the way. So, or... As far as we know, it's still is, is is still around as of that movie, because I know that is some sometimes later. Um, although again we don't know what the, the future ends or what's going to happen with that um Filoni thing. So um but that's just something this article knows. Like well, yeah, but that doesn't also mean he's dead because there's live force users that uh, can do that from what I know. Anyway, next up.
0: All right, and some of the most interesting but kind of a terrible kept secret over the last couple of weeks, Marvel Studios on Valentine's Day slash Ash Wednesday this year released the revealed the release date of the new Fantastic Four movie, that being July 25th, 2025. And revealed the cast of the main four characters, that being Pedro Pascal as Reed Richards, Vanessa Kirby as Sue Storm, Eben Moss Backrack as Ben Grimm slash The Thing, and Joseph Quinn as Johnny Storm. Now, I will count myself as among the people that recognized three out of those four names. And then after some Google, I realized I should recognize the fourth name, that being Joseph Quinn, who plays Johnny storm, because that is a character. He played a character from stranger things. He played Eddie Munson. Not right. Monster. The exactly Munson, Eddie Munson. From Stranger Things, he of uh, the um, the 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 heavy metal D and D guy. He was the heavy metal D and D guy. Gotcha. Okay. Some and he he did a least. great job playing that role. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. That was great. I, you're not up on Stranger Things, right? Nope. He did an excellent job in that role. So I don't know what he's going to be like as Johnny Storm, but. You know, I think he—I think he'll do a good job. And Eben Moss Backrack, um, if you have not watched The Bear, he's phenomenal in The Bear, especially season two. Uh, okay. I
1: was
0: about the to Bear say, is on
1: Hulu. I was about to say you're up on me uh, because I think I feel like Vanessa Kirby might have been in a Mission Impossible movie, um, or two.
0: I. I was about to say we I think we saw Vanessa Kirby in that awful rock and Jason Statham uh fast and fear spinoff.
1: Oh well yeah, it could have been both, but yeah, I guess so. I don't yeah, I vaguely remember too much of anything from that movie, so that's the it is what it is on that. But I Yeah, it's, Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Mm, yeah. So the funny thing about this, uh if you're watching the video version you can see the the IGN's uh, thumbnail for whatever video that's that I'm not going to play, you see um Pedro Pascal front and center, but behind him you see the cast of the original Fantastic Four movie, uh a la uh um um uh Jessica Jessica Alba, uh uh Chris uh Chris Evans and uh um the commish as the thing. Right. So that that's kinda of funny. But uh again further down in the article you see the um the, the illustration of the characters, uh, or the uh, of the per- mentioned, including looks like a, a Herbie reference, um, that that I very much appreciate. Although it's not a flying Herbie, so un- unless that, well, I guess you could see little jets back there. But regardless, hey, that is a thing. And also the picture of someone as an astronaut o- on the wall behind him, which I don't know who that is. That's
0: Evan Moss Backrack.
1: Oh, is it okay?
0: The guy who plays Ben Grimm.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Now, I'm, now it all makes sense, right?
1: Now it all makes sense, yes. Because, like, why do they have them there? But, uh, yeah, I guess that, that uh, absolutely makes sense given that, okay, the things in makeup or whatever. Oh, not makeup, but you know what I'm saying? um But, okay, cool. Nevertheless, part of this was, like you said, Age of 70, worst kept secret because, you know, everybody's wanting to pay, pay for Pedro Pascal. And I believe the Vanessa Kirby one was the kind of first one that was like, yeah, that seems to be the rumor here you know, as a front runner for this. So it is what it is, I guess. We, and you said there was a date. and Where's the date? Oh, I just closed the article.
0: July, 2025. There we go. Yep.
1: Um, oh yeah. And it does talk about the the image on the wall with, uh, okay. Cool. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, I kind of want to revisit those last, what, two, three movies, even though I've seen at least one of them in recent history, but they're not great movies, but I still kind of want to do it. We'll see if The that Silver
0: Surfer one is the one I need to go back to. I don't think I've actually watched that all the way through.
1: That one actually the, was the one, one I remember I, for I a specific watched, reason. The first one I watched in the theaters. Right. Okay. Believe it or not. Huh. Yeah, the you very, didn't know at the time, so I guess. <laughs> yeah, the very first one it. went to the theaters. Yeah, the Silver Surfer one I remember for a specific point, which I was like, Really? This is what mm-hmm. we're doing here, huh? Okay, but yeah if if you happen to revisit that, you you let me know what you how you feel about it. Next up, though, um, good news, everybody! X Men ninety seven finally gets a trailer and a March premiere, March twentieth specifically. Uh, Eight and seventy just saw the trailer right before we recorded. It's slightly kind of why we're a little late, but hey, um, was catching up on some stuff which you will you will find out about in a minute. Um, it definitely has the feels for those who were a fan of the original animated series. Um as I said to Age of Seventy, like th- there's at least one piece of voice work that seems like you can definitely tell the age there. Uh, and I'm still thinking yeah, I believe that was the case, but um the the um the voice actor for Cyclops is obviously new because the, the 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 original voice actor actor had passed away if i'm not mistaken but a good sound alike unless that was him and they had he had done some stuff before he passed i can't remember but um regardless if you hadn't checked out the the trailer yet and you're interested you should it's some good stuff in here even had um uh, age of 70 kind of chuckling at a at a at a classic line being said uh when this and like i said march 20th uh so we would definitely be talking about it next week next month excuse me when um when when it um when it premieres and age 70 i believe said he might end up uh catching up with uh the end of uh the the original series
0: right because i never watched it so it's not that i'm catching up on it i really need to circle back and kind of see what i missed
1: Right. Because, well yeah, you, said you hadn't uh, seen the last couple of issues or last couple of seasons or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. I will tell you that I, you know, and, and what I said to Cat in our pre-production
0: meeting is that I was so disenchanted by the departures right. from the 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 comic book canon that I just couldn't keep watching. But I understand it has obviously it has some uh some loyalty it's it's garnered some loyalty and it's it generated some uh uh some interest enough of enough of which to come back so you know what you know it might be worth revisiting for me
1: i mean it's safe to say that even if even in the first couple of seasons or or whatever the case even in the first season like yeah it captured enough of what people liked about the x-men at the time uh in and even up into including some storylines from the x men comics in, in you know adapted ways uh to where what made it beloved so yeah it definitely interested uh ended interestingly enough uh in a similar way actually and um as Age of seventy saw um a piece of during the course of the the trailer but um uh it 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 kept some things in in the code. Like, yeah, it got a little wonky in those last couple of seasons because of reasons, and one of which is animation and, uh, you know, stories that was going on, I guess. But, yeah, it still kind of kept some stuff. Regardless, speaking of, uh, so we can move on, um, if you haven't seen the trailer, it definitely keeps the feel uh, animation-wise for the original series, but just more cleaned up. Um, you know, newer technologies, probably a little bit CG behind there or whatever the case may be, you know, in, in helping the art. But nevertheless, it does definitely keep the feel of um, that the, the original series. So that is also appreciated. Anyway, next up. Alrighty, Deadpool three trailer
0: reveals the new title of the movie as Wade Wilson declares himself Marvel Jesus. <laughs> Uh, so the first Deadpool 3 trailer appeared during a Super Bowl 58 commercial break, revealing a closer look at Wade Wilson's foray into the Marvel Cinematic Universe with his best friend, haha, <laughs> Wolverine. So the title of the movie is now Deadpool and Wolverine. And we all know that is almost straight out of the comics because you got to sell. You got to sell. If you put Wolverine in the title, people are going to come. So it makes some sense.
1: I still haven't seen those uh, those those last few Wolverine, the the Logan movies. I should probably address uh, to to do that at some point. So, yeah. Uh, and with that, folks, um, apparently, actually, you know what? I'm going to take these next three because they're all related, if you don't mind. Sounds good.
0: I can take a nap. Wake me up when you're done. Wake yeah, me up you before might...
1: you go. <laughs> nice. Now uh, yeah, you might want to hear some of this. But apparently people thought they spotted Dr. Doom in the Deadpool treat 3 trailer. So there, Mm -hmm. there is that people are gonna, you know, uh, I think there was a, a, another article and do I have it in here? Probably not, but they, there was somebody else that, uh, that that they thought they saw in the course of this, but regardless, Hey, Deadpool three, three, um, apparently had 365 million views when it came out or since it's come out, I should say. Uh, and I guess I'm assuming that's on YouTube. Uh, which makes it the most viewed uh, Marvel trailer. Well, excuse me, at, at least with um, against Spider-Man, no way home, which I think had the title for a while, uh, which I feel like says a lot about the people. And this is just me editorializing who like Deadpool. Those s- s- dumbasses. Anyway, um, again, that's just my, my opinion, you know, um, uh, but yeah, it, it it broke a record. Excuse me. It said Oh, yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home for context had 3 uh, 355.5 million online views in the first 24 hours back in 2021 20, uh as opposed to the 365 million in 24 hours for this particular Deadpool 3 trailer. Uh and last but probably in some people's eyes least Uh, And unsurprisingly, reactions to the Deadpool 3 trailer have uh, apparently really irritated She-Hulk fans for, I would go so far as to say, possibly um, good reason. Okay. Because because as folks know, well, one, She-Hulk was the first one to do uh, uh, the fourth wall breakable for Deadpool anyway. But basically, to, to, to shorten up this article, um... Yeah, apparently Deadpool makes a joke in this uh, trailer that uh, She Hulk makes in her series that some folks um, thought was, according to what it says here, um, gross. But and then it just started a whole tweet thread, you know, uh, comment thread war—not war, but you know—in the the on. on of course, on Twitter, or X, as, as as it is. So, with people coming to the defense of She-Hulk and, um, you know, whatnot. You, you know, if you want to read the article for yourself, you can kind of go into the nitty-gritty of that. But nevertheless, you know, one, I'm not the biggest Deadpool fan. Two, I, I don't remember that joke from She-Hulk. But, um, sure. But, you know, I still kind of like that before anything over tedpool that's just me again that is just me so but people are also uh, upset over anything but this might have some slight justification but also the the flack that the she hulk show got were for probably obvious reasons as to some other marvel projects of late that have been getting undue flack for at the at the base of it just saying next up
0: All righty. Ahead of its drop on March 14th, 2024, Invincible has gotten an intense trailer ahead of the part two of season two dropping on that date. And we just, I just watched it just before the show. As did I. And it's pretty, listen... The voice acting is always top-notch on Invincible. The animation, you know, for me is a little hit and miss, but I like where the story goes and I, you know, and the acting is, is, is very good because they got really good actors to play these roles. So mm-hmm. um, I'm looking forward to it. What do you think?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, like I've been enjoying that show. Um, it, every time I've seen it, or up until this point, kind of makes me want to go check out the comic book because that, that is a blind spot for me, and I know that's a relatively Same. popular com- uh, comic book for its time. And probably right. even and st- even still now, um, but yeah, that's 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 pretty much it. I'm I'm waiting for it because, like I said, we only got those four uh, episodes that we got po- um, last year, and that not counting that uh, Eve special, which I don't. You still haven't seen yet, have you? Second the the Eve does the, the the Adam Eve special that came out before the, the I, I, did, his... I did
0: I did I finally okay. got around to it okay. I did finally get around to it
1: Gotcha. So, but yeah, so we I guess we yeah we're getting this, uh March 14th, so I guess you'll hear us talking about it after after March 14th. We should right. see. It. Soon enough. Soon enough. Less than a month away now, folks. Indeed. Uh, Star Trek Discovery gets a premiere date for the fifth and final season at Paramount+. Plus, and that date is... Uh, April 4th. So got a couple of months to, for me to catch up. Anyway, um, the first two episodes of the 10-episode final, final season, which that's kind of sad uh will do, debut in a lot of places um uh around the, the world. Actually it's only a few places, but I don't feel like those, those saying them. But also the the uh Paramount Plus released some key art for the final season, which is the uh, the image you are seeing uh if you're watching the video version. So the the one thing I hate about so and just real quick, Star Wars see um as of at the very least next generations all had seven seasons with the exception of discovery and enterprise and it kind of sucks that they're not getting neither one of them are getting that i mean um um that nickelodeon thing and lord dex also different but those are different regardless um but like live action series is you know and i know there's a fan base for discovery enough to to um probably push for some more but the fact that there's only that last season's only getting 10 uh episodes is is kind of a crime because i know i hear good i have heard good things about the show but it also kind of suffers from a similar fan base to uh not unlike the ones who would like a deadpool movie i guess and, and that's probably sad to say because that's probably not true but i'm just saying just you know anywho that is that next up all right,
0: Lionsgate will open its fourth Las Vegas attraction later this year, the John Wick Experience, in a partnership with Immersive Entertainment District Area 15. Filmmaker Chatsahelski and his team at 8711 Entertainment are involved in the overall design of the attraction with Egan Productions, which will take up 12,000 square feet of space on the Area 15 campus. Guests will step through the doors of the Las Vegas Continental. Love it and into the fantastical world of the billion-plus grossing franchise movies, where they will navigate a high-stakes adventure as well as visit a themed bar and retail shop open to the general public. Stahelski produces the franchise with Basil Iwanik and Erica Lee at Thunder Road Films. I hope they give out pencils in the end.
1: Wait, was that you or is that what the article said?
0: Oh, that's me! (laughs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? There's times when I'm like... I will, you know, like I kind of want to have, you know, like a couple of sharpened pencils. This one happens to not be sharpened. A couple of sharpened pencils at the ready just in case.
1: He took out 20 men with a pencil. (laughs) (laughs) Who does that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And apparently there's an escape room. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was about to say there was an escape room that John Wick faces. I'm like, how would that go? But apparently.
0: Oh, oh, so so here's here's the here's oh, the description. Wait, no. Each group, right. each group of guests. I just I you know like I jumped to the article very quickly just to see if there's something we're missing. Right. Each group of guests will be tasked with specific missions, playing out in unique ways with characters, mythology, and and iconography from the Wick universe. The adventures entail rubbing elbows with continental staff, assassins, crime bosses, and other curious guests like themselves within the relative safety of the
1: Continental. Okay, yeah. So it is it a, is it a it is a true experience? I thought it says because it says something about an escape room, but apparently the people that are doing the experience uh, does escape room stuff. Yeah, they do.
0: Yeah, exactly. They do stuff like that too. Like I said, I'm I'm willing to bet the gift shop is going to have pencils for you to buy. That's, John Wick pencils.
1: That seems likely. That's quite likely. (laughs) All right. Uh, As I go ahead and try to push something over for next week, uh, Katie Sackhoff wants in on the new Predator movie as the search is on for the, for a female lead. So yeah, we had heard in, that's an interesting picture of her. um, uh, We have heard that there was going to be a new Predator movie done by prey director Dan Trachtenberg, probably a sequel. Possibly. Uh, oh, wait, it says, I'm sorry. Uh, it is recently announced that prey director, Dran is developing a new standalone predator movie, uh, titled the Batlands. So the, what I said still stands. And now, uh, Katie Sackoff of, ba- uh, BSG and the Mandalorian wants in on the film. So, um, apparently she said this on X and said that Badlands will be a predator movie set in the future with a female lead um and she also says that please oh please let it be me i feel uniquely qualified to kick the predator's butt and you know what if you have seen her turn on Battlestar galactica and in some short order mandalorian yes she absolutely is and i think she may have done some other um other sci-fi shows where she's where she's similarly kicks some ass but yeah uh, but yeah, we don't know anything outside of that, outside of, according to this article, that Badlands is not a sequel to Prey. But there is one still uh, in the works, starring uh, Amber Mid-Thunder, so that's awesome. Right. Uh, but, uh, that's good news. Yeah, but uh, nothing else has been mentioned about that. So, and apparently Badlands will shoot later this year. And it says, according to this article, is a high priority. Badlands is a high priority for 20th Century Studios because they have nothing else. That's just me saying that. (laughs) And it is explained that Drakenberg is already meeting with talent for the lead role. So yeah, there you go. Uh, Next up,
0: alrighty, Monarch: Legacy of Monsters on Apple TV Plus. The star Anna Sawai apparently knows just as much about whether or not Apple TV Plus is going to pick up a second season of the show, as the rest of us know, allegedly. So, apparently, speaking with Screen Rant, Sawai so gave an update on Monarch Season 2. She says, I talk to Kiersey Clemens and Ren Watabe all the time, and we still don't know. I'm asking the same question to the producers and the showrunners, Chris Black, and so I would like to know if you find out. So, yeah, at least they they, they have not yet... Uh, released whether or not you know Apple has not released whether or not they're going to pick up the show for a second season I hope they do
1: yes same because I would probably pick up uh, Apple TV Plus again for that time frame.
0: (laughs) I think it Um, was well received and well reviewed so absolutely
1: so and it's nice to know that uh, the the, the three main characters are are keeping keeping up with each other because they seem to 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 gel pretty well Mm -hmm. so that's cool um, also, hey, I know. So why will next or unless you had something else on the books will next be seen in that Shogun uh, reboot redo? Yes. So which, yeah, she's uh, which, a jizzy actress. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, which uh, trailers for that has been floating around lately. So there you go. Uh, next up though. Hey, speaking of the Godzilla area of the, of the universe, Godzilla Kong, uh, the new empire trailer teams up the Titans for carnage galore, which, um, uh, agent 70, uh, and I watched, uh, him again, me for the first time before the show yep. and uh, had some thoughts, uh, yep. uh, about that, uh, trailer. Uh, if you're watching the video version, you can see in a still image of Kong with, uh, I was going to say an iron hand, an iron fist, but not the case. Um, and when I first saw that fist, I thought Bumblebee was... They there, there were uh, uh, putting the Transformers into this, which thankfully they were not. But what happens in this trailer is either good or bad from whatever your perspective might be. I think this thing is <laughs> going to be... both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it, it's still... Uh, you know, as we talked earlier before the show, like, yeah, it's a big blockbuster show. So it's going to get a little goofy and it totally is. Uh, and a potential not may or may not be um, relevant or. Um, intentional callback to another movie franchise that has a current Marvel book, actually, <laughs> not I think about that, uh kind of come to mind when watching this uh this uh this new trailer if you haven't seen it already hey you know it's it's been out only a, a day or two so you can check that out um apparently according to this article um march 29th is when kong uh godzilla x kong the new empire is coming out in the uk um i would assume some 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 similar time frame for when it comes here to the u.s because this was a, right. a UK um, a, a UK article.
0: Right. I'm probably going to watch it in the theaters. I I'm so. probably not going to be taking uh, movie protocol to watch it. But, you know, it'll probably, it will likely be that opening weekend. Mm. Sometime during that opening weekend is when I'll probably try to catch it. You know, whether or not I end up going by myself, because it's just one of those things that you just want to get done and get it out of the way. You're not trying to haul, you know, one or a bunch of other people to go watch it. But, you know, you never know.
1: Right. Hang on. According to this article, um, it says here, we get gigantic teeth knocking out gigantic mouth, bone whips used to slice buildings half, which is all true, and the close-up of Kong's shiny new B-E-A-S-T glove. Hi. They don't they don't have the what it what it spells out uh, but um if that is actually what is being called, oh yeah, this is gonna be real goofy
0: next up. in better Godzilla movie <laughs> news ah. <laughs> <sighs> uh. Godzilla Minus One director Takashi Yamazaki has been pulling, putting serious thought into a possible sequel, quote, calm before the storm. So the confession comes from Empire Magazine as the outlet spoke with Yamazaki ahead of the Oscars. It was there Yamazaki was asked about what a sequel could do, and the, and the director stressed the war for Shikishima isn't over. And minor spoiler Shikishima is not a place but a person, dun, and dun, dun. that is one of the central human stories in Godzilla Minus One. I don't want to spoil it necessarily, even though I'm sure Roddy Cat has skimmed this article, he has an idea what it means. But, um, you know, he's not yet made his way through that movie, so you know, I won't go into it. But, bottom line is there is at the end of the movie, the option for continuation. So it's interesting that, uh, you know, where they go from here with minus one.
1: If I remember enough from what little I saw of, of, uh, minus one, I think I know who that person is Mm -hmm. at the very least. So it's, you know, that much is not lost on me. Um, now we get over into the anime corner. All righty. Sadly, no news on that book coming out, but I can't wait for that to happen when Mm -hmm. when it happens. Uh, Naomi Osaka's Hanakuma and Rebel Maverick developing manga allure the Evening Primrose as an adult uh, anime series. And guess what? The Tennis Champ is... uh, is to voice the lead. So, uh, um, so yeah, apparently Naomi Osaka is getting further into anime, as this, as this article says, uh, that, uh, Hana Kuma production company is hers and has teamed with a uh, rebel maverick run by the queer Afro Latinx writing and production team, uh, Matt Nicholas and Natasha Kalen, to develop manga series, allure the evening primrose as an adult anime TV series. It is based on Noir Caesars Entertainment's uh, manga of the same name. Uh, as I said, Osaka will lead the, the voice cast and executive produce the series, which will be adapted and written by uh, Kenny Byerly of Vic Hero 6, the series. So, hey, good for her. That's cool. Uh, let's see. The series, originally written by comic book writer uh, Senatus Tempo, follows Akane uh, Koizuma. Kyoizumi, excuse me, Osaka, of course, uh, a talented rookie assassin for the Adachi crime family who longs to receive Allure, a dangerous drug that enhances the ability of elite killers uh, known as Deathbringers. Um, however, when she and her team cross the Adachis and are marked for death, they must find a way to survive and fight back against the Deathbringers who are now pursuing them. So, almost kind of got a Wick, uh, John Wick thing kind of going for it. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, not not unheard of um, um, thing to do. So, sounds interesting at the very least. So we shall maybe see a little bit more when that comes out, or when a roundabout that comes out when it happens, whenever it happens. Next up,
0: quality assurance in another world is an anime that was originally scheduled to broadcast on Crunchyroll. Uh, sometime in April 2024, but it's now been postponed until July 2024. It's a short delay. So the yeah. original manga by Makamichi Sato is published in Japan by Kodansha. And uh, you can get an English language version as well from Kodansha.
1: Okay. Of course. This image that is on the article um, is interesting and weird at the same time. Yep. So we'll say that. Also, it's another isekai, sounds okay. like, based on the title. So, uh, mm-hmm. okay. Next up, though. A viral hit an- uh, anime adaptation announced premieres on Crunchyroll in April twenty twenty fourth. So this is uh, an, ad- an anime adaptation of a Webtoon series, um, not unlike God of High School and others. But, um, let's see, it says, uh, Experience and Yu's journey in a whole new way as Viral Hit is to premiere uh, in April twenty twenty four. as I said, in Japan on Fuji TV Ultra Block. Along with new teaser trailer and key visual, Quintirol is announcing that Viral Hit, the the, uh, the adaptation will stream on the platform when it premieres in the spring anime season. And then the article kind of goes on from there, talking about... um, Actually, it doesn't really say much on oh no there's a synopsis here but i won't read it um so yeah seems interesting but uh cool next up rivals rise
0: to the challenge (laughs) in haikyuu final anime film trailer (laughs) so haikyuu final a film in two parts Adapting the popular volleyball manga has published a new trailer ahead of its upcoming, well, the, the the current Japanese theatrical release, which is today, February 16th, 2024. Or at least it was as of the start of this recording. So the first of the two haiku final films began screening today. And we're just waiting now for, um, you know, news on when this will be released in the West. It began screening in Japan only. So... Yeah, that's pretty much what what I'm waiting for now.
1: Yeah, so far uh, there has been no word uh, of that, but I'm pretty sure, as I said earlier, uh, to, to Agent Seventy probably get get that information soon. So, hope so. Yeah, or Agent Seventy's probably going to end up taking a trip to tr- tr- Japan <laughs> in the next <laughs> couple of days. We don't know, um, but you'll know when we know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Manga corner. Which, you know, we we talked about this last week, but the only uh new information is that uh one, the X-Men manga is being remastered, which we talked about last week, and the huge deluxe edition is up for pre-order, which is the new bit of news. Um it is priced at twenty-five bucks, it's five hundred and twelve pages, uh, and has received a new translation and is loaded with stories from manga ka Hiroshi uh Higuchi. So and it's primarily as we said last week when we talked about it based basically based on the the um, uh X-Men animated series uh version of uh the X-Men. So there you go. Uh I'm actually kind of interested in this. Uh oh also um apparently that uh, other one that we talked about um Spider-Man Octagirl, Girl is 12 bucks. Uh, they are also reissuing uh, Deadpool Samurai. Oh, no, sorry. I'm sorry. Nope. That's the, that's a coloring book, which is 15 bucks and uh, the X-Men, the art and making of the animated series is 40 bucks. According to this article. So next up, the highly
0: anticipated first solo leveling game, a solo leveling arise reveals the release window for both the open beta launch and official release. So, I know that uh, there's an anime out. That's right. That's out right now, right? Oh, yeah. So, the first solo leveling game, an action RPG called Solo Leveling Arise, will soon see its open beta launch as well as its official global release via news. Pim, South Korean game developer Netmarble, announced that it will launch its beta version this coming March, so next month. With the goal of the game being released in April of 2024,
1: which makes it sound like, given that it's Netmarble um, and coming from South Korea, it's probably a mobile game. Okay. So, but you know, hey, still, uh, that's not a bad thing. I have been enjoying Solo Leveling. I'm not caught up uh, in the, with the last like couple of uh, episodes of it. And I've been reading the the, the manga, trying to get ke- get ahead of it basically. Which I don't know why I'm doing that because it's dumb. <laughs> um, okay. As of I've as of what I've read from the manga could probably be almost to where I am, uh, depending on how they adapt it. Which I, from what I've seen of the the first couple of episodes of uh, adaptation. They, they may be taking a little bit of time with it, but still it wouldn't take time to much time to catch up to where I am. So, but that's cool though. Um, now we continue, uh, through the toy corner with Star Wars outlaw outlaws, sorry, to release before the ends of the year. Um, and some like, Assassin's Creed business. But the only thing that's germane to this uh, particular uh, show is, uh, Star Wars outlaws, which, um, is a Ubisoft, uh, uh, published and developed, I, I think it is anyway, um, uh, video game. Uh, oh, uh, well, no, that's, that is still talking about Assassin's Creed. Don't care. Uh, but yeah, new, uh, basically in Ubisoft's uh, um, fiscal earnings for 2020, all these their projections, uh, that's what basically uh, brought up the news that um, Star Wars Outlaw. Uh, laws will be released but that's not not surprising because stuff like that usually comes out during the holiday season so the only thing that would have been different is if it got pushed to next year which it still could but you know this is ubisoft after all it probably won't or it probably will depending on what it is nevertheless um so yeah there's that next up
0: number one new york times best-selling author lisa jewell Will write the upcoming Marvel Crime series thriller, Breaking the Dark, a Jessica Jones Marvel Crime novel, an original story starring private private detective Jessica Jones. According to Marvel Hyperion Avenue, an imprint of Disney Publishing Worldwide will launch the brand new Marvel Crime Fiction series for adults in July, revealing an exciting first look at the Breaking the Dark, a Jessica Jones Marvel Crime novel cover. Okay. It's the first book in the series.
1: Sure. Um, I about to say you can't call um Jessica Jones a private dick. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway. Hold uh on,
0: hold on, hold on.
1: Where is it?
0: Thank you very much.
1: Um continue with Tory Corner news. Uh Marvel Hasbro Legends series um Hey, there's an 80th anniversary Deadpool and Ultimate Deadpool Core figures coming out. Uh, th- I guess, yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, the, the the Deadpool with Scooter is a reissue, correct? Because I thought that one was out already, or that was a thing that was out already. Or no, it's Deadpool Core. I think it was just Deadpool with with Scooter previously. Oh. I got to look at it. I I remember seeing
0: this uh, story. I just never looked at it. Right.
1: But it's Um, a six-inch scale vehicles, uh, um, See, a scooter, two swords with a sheath, hydra head, squirrel pull, squirrel pull, really, dog pull, and some stickers. And a Deadpool.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a cool set, though. I guess. Sure. That's kind of a cool set. Sure. (laughs) You know, and you also get, and there's also another, uh, whatchamacallit, a retro figure too, that's going to be released. Right.
1: So, yeah, but yeah, I think that, yeah, this looks like this is a reissue, just adding a couple more figures to the, to the mix. Yep. 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 Okay. Next up though.
0: All right. Next next. up in comic book, Uh, uh, speculation. Um, that's me saying that by the way, but Yeah. Yeah,
1: I mean, this is this has us for Avengers, Inc. number five, which we talked about, what, two weeks ago? I believe that was last week or two weeks ago, yes. And something I and, forgot, to, forgot to mention when we talked about it.
0: I think we just didn't want to spoil it, because I remember reading Maybe. this. Yeah. And Marvel Comics has officially given a new role to the new Wasp in their universe, effectively rewriting the MCU's portrayal of Hope Van Dyne. So, um, let's see here. So, you know, Evangeline Lilly's character, the Wasp, in the MCU is named Hope Van Dyne. Hope is never in the comics, although Marvel did create a character loosely inspired by Hope named Nadia Pym, Marvel's new Wasp. So uh, at, at some point during this series, uh, no, during, uh, during the last issue of the series, that is, Hank basically said, basically meets Nadia for the first time. And, uh, the dialogue in it basically says, has, has Hank saying that Maria mm-hmm. named her Nadia Hope, actually.
1: Right. Now, that being said, I, there's a reason why I say it's a speculation. Like, while that was said, that is the, that is definitely the emc verification of the character. Right. As far as we know, at this point, it is not official, whether they're going to go with that or keep her as Nadia. Right. Pim. Like, like I said, cause that issue ended, you know, without giving anything. So the next time we see Nadia and whatever uh, comic book she ends up in. Um, oh, I oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, no, we'll, we'll probably see then, but then I mean, it is not Marvel officially doing anything. It was just an MC vacation at, at this point. Right, right. So she was introduced as the, Nadia Pym was
0: introduced (laughs) as the secret daughter of Hank Pym and his first wife, Maria Trovea, Mm -hmm. Years prior, Maria was kidnapped before Hank could learn she was pregnant, forcing Nadia to be raised in the same red room that produced the Black
1: Widow. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. and uh, I, and right. I feel and I feel like like I said there's, there's just like well there does insufficient potential retcon in that because I feel like you know judging by what Agent 70 just said about the character and what I remember seeing I was like yeah that's that that is a new thing <laughs> mm-hmm. so um but also if it does end up being that case it's not surprising in eventual because again, yes, this, this character was potentially made with that in mind anyway. Right. So anyway, um, guess what folks, the Helverine returns <laughs> uh, in his own comic book. So yes. Yep. Yeah, so, you know, Wolverine slash, uh, uh, ghostwriter hybrid. Oh, wait, there's this actually something I forgot to, to put into the news. Um, and I will try to find that um, while you're talking about the next one but um, yeah so he's going to get his own comic book um some point uh, I don't think it says when oh here we go yes May ninth, twenty twenty fourth. because they strike when the iron is hot or the claws in this case okay. <laughs> you're welcome so, yeah, next
0: up. You know what's funny is that at the end of the day, it's the visual that's super striking. Right? The visual of a ghost rider possessed Wolverine is just very striking. Yes. You know, sometimes that's what drives, <laughs> I hate to say this, sometimes that's what drives creativity.
1: You know? Sure. Anyway. But it feels like such a 90s thing, though. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All right, so Skybound releases Energon Universe Special 2024 number one free comic book day preview. So you're going to discover three all-new stories from the Energon universe with stunning revelations for the worlds of Transformers, G.I. Joe, and Void Rivals um, in this free comic book day book taking place, wow, that's soon, May
1: 8th. Look mm-hmm. at that. Yep, and folks watching the video version are not seeing that at this particular time because they see me doing some fiddling around with the sheet. But that's fine because we're going to go back to it right now. There we go. Uh, look at that. Yeah, like I say, um, image is is you know the image that is the, uh, again you know that you're seeing right now. You know, it is one of note because it is one that we've seen before in different ways. But hey. Um, at least the first one, uh, the second one, I would dare say, Oh, I'm not going to go too much farther than that, but, um, that second image agent 70 is basically kind of what I was talking about to you earlier when you asked about whether you, uh, uh, had to read void arrivals or not. right, 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 right. right. It's more stuff Aliens. like that. Yeah. So. But yeah, I'm. Hey, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't need to see too much more just to, to know that I'm going to read that. May actually go and get a free copy. I mean, a, 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 a physical copy. Of it, but I don't know because i have been debating about uh, going to get the the physical run of uh, the Transformers book so far. But we shall see how that happens if that happens. Speaking of previews, uh, Skybound's Transformers. Uh, if you want to say three page preview of issue number six, which is the next issue. Hey, um, the. The the Transformers boards got you covered. Um, I'm not going to click through through the images. Actually, yes, I am. At least the the cover one. Um, there we go. If you're watching the video version, you can see that. But that, as far as I'm going to go with it, because there's also a, looks like a couple other covers and a couple of pages um, coming off from the last um, the, the last page of this current issue. Um, but yeah, you can see some 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 folks in uh there. You know, it's a good look cover. Next up though.
0: Alrighty, so apparently DC's newest god blessed hero takes Shazam's powers to the next level. So spoiler alert for birds of prey number six, black canary's sister Sin Lance. I can we just get more creative with the naming here has ascended to hero status with a new stronger twist on Shazam's powers. So Sin Lance is now actually sharing her body with a God to become DC's newest super powered hero. So you are Eric
1: Masterson. Uh-huh. So no, well, well, no, so I I I just read this like a few days ago cuz I've been keeping up with this book. Uh okay. this this article's title much is is rather slightly hyper I would dare say. Um I I guess you could make a tie-in to the Shazam stuff but I that's not how they presented it at all. Cause he cuz this character has none of that power that we've seen so far yet. Uh, but they are sharing the the power with a, I guess, godlike being. I guess. Uh, so there has been no body switching. There's been none of that stuff. Uh, as of the end of that, so I don't know where they're getting that Shazam tie-in. Uh, but it, but that has not come to be the case. Uh, yet, or at all, especially with the power set that, as far as, um. I can tell what this character, or what the the the, uh, the merging character had, doesn't seem to be anything like Shazam's. Outside of the whole, hey, it's kind of a godlike being, but that, that's that's right. a that's a long way to go to make that stretch for here. So anyway, right. um, which I need to catch up with this. Green Lantern confirms Earth now stands alone in the DC universe, and I guess uh, that is. I about to say for me having been reading the book kind of confirmation of stuff that I've already seen in that issue, but, but this is kind of going further. So spoiler alert for what last, no, uh, this week's issue of green lantern, which I won't go too far into, but basically uh, earth has been on quarantine for a minute. Uh, as of, as of this, um, I, I think it kind of, it might go back to somewhere after future state or something around that part um right. uh always not in charge of the lanterns is like some united federation of planets type situation that's going on but apparently there's some folks that are trying to um further isolate uh the earth for some odd reason and i guess that is that reason kind of may or may not come out um uh in this in this uh in this current book which i'm going to read at some point but apparently of course with along with that seems to be a plot against the lantern core uh which is probably why earth has been isolated cuz how many lanterns has the earth produced <laughs> at this point a lot a lot yes so anyway um oh actually next up
0: Alrighty, righty so this is some interesting news to get this week. DC and Marvel are set to reprint many, but not all of their legendary crossover event comics. So they are going to jointly publish the DC versus Marvel omnibus. So some of this is, some of this is really cool. Some of this I own, some of this I've collected in the past. So you're going to get the DC um, versus Marvel omnibus. Right. It's going to include stories from. It's going to include, I'm sorry, uh, Batman Captain America number one, Batman Daredevil number one. It's a a long list, but you're going to get um, X Men and Teen Titans, um, which is cool. Um, Superman versus the Amazing Spider Man number one, Superman Fantastic Four number one. A lot of this stuff is from the 90s. The the Titans and X-Men from the 80s, Darkside and Galactus from the 90s. You know, a lot of this stuff was, was happening in the, uh, the post speculation boom, uh, because the, the were really struggling. They needed to make some money. So, you know, they got together and, and, and did amalgam. Um, let's see, they're going to do a DC Marvel, the amalgam age omnibus, which collects the amalgam, uh, series. Interestingly though, No JLA Avengers yet. So they did do a reprint of um, JLA Avengers in honor of uh, George Perez's passing. And, uh, you know, when Perez announced his terminal diagnosis in 2021, the two publishers rushed a very limited run reprint for charity. It sold out almost instantly. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Uh, The hope is that it will receive another new deluxe edition. I own the original deluxe edition bought it when it first came out.
1: Right. I have a digital copy, but that's not the same. I, I did. I okay. remember when we, when that happened and I couldn't get a copy of, uh, of the, of that because it sold out so quickly. And I agree with the, whoever wrote this article in saying that that's one book that should never go out of print, but we know right. why it did. Right, 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 because it's jointly published,
0: and you know, I own the original four issues, I have the original four issues signed by George Perez, I have the omnibus signed by George Perez um, it's you know, not the omnibus, but the the big version and and uh, yeah it, it's really one of the the things I'm very happy uh, to have and if it comes out again, I'll be happy to see it again. I may end up buying it again, which would suck. <laughs> but what are you gonna do?
1: I mean, hey, I, I don't I blame. You. I don't blame you. Like I definitely will, but because I don't have a copy of it. But that's just me. Um, right. But yeah, it says here that um, both um, Omnibuses for DC versus Marvel and Marvel DC: The Amalgam Age um, both hit August sixth. And I probably get those two. I probably the the DC versus Marvel one
0: is interesting to me because I did not collect all of those individual events and issues right i have a lot of them but not all of them so i might actually be in the market for that dc versus marvel uh omnibus right
1: and again i think the amalgam stuff i may have a digital copy somewhere or i did anyway i don't know if i do but that's not the yeah. same so
0: i mean the amalgam stuff i have the dc versus marvel miniseries but i don't have all of the tie-ins
1: right so cool you'll look um stay tuned in august for when we forget yep. about we talked about this and <laughs> but and it comes back up um actually we won't forget about that but uh last but not least uh, the top 20 graphic novels from uh january 2024 20, um i surprisingly but not really surprisingly saga tops the list which feels like a a, um, a throwback to times before, um, when Saga was kind of still ongoing. Well, I guess it is still still. I guess it is still comes out every now and then, right? What's that? I, think, saga I don't think it's come out because I feel like I've seen an uh, an issue or two uh, in the last couple of months. I don't think it's come out in a little while. So I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but regardless. Uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Last Ronin uh, hardcover is in there. Not surprisingly, uh, where the body was. Something is killing the children. Volume one and World Tree, which I know we've talked about before in passing for some odd reason, um, is number five. Won't go through this whole list, but um, there's some interesting, I guess, notables in here. <laughs> um, from from then, a little bit of Teenage Mutant, well. Enough Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's some DC stuff in here. Um, Invincible, even, because of that compendium. Uh, or that first compendium. And Nightwing, of all things. So, if you're watching the video version, you can see the list. <laughs> oh! Um, and here's... An, I guess there's another list, apparently. Uh, top 20 graphic novels by dollars. And the first one is Agent Seventy. Rom the original years omnibus volume one hardcover. There it is. <laughs> Followed by teenage mutant ninja turtles the last runner. So, you know that 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 uh, that one two punch that everybody was expecting. <laughs> of course. Uh,
0: I, gonna... I still may end up tracking down that rom, just because I don't own all of those issues, and I might just get the omnibus just to have it. Right. I don't know.
1: I don't know. We'll see. Right, and that first that first list that I was reading from, the top five was for uh, top graphic novels by units, and like I said, and the second one was by by Dollar Dollar Bill, y'all. So clearly, that omnibus, which you know, with that price, uh, that's actually slightly kind of shocking. Also, (laughs) it's like okay, yeah, that thing costs a lot of money, but also it's I guess sold fairly well. Must have for for it to be uh uh number one on this list. Yeah, listen, there's, there's there's a demand for ROM
0: stuff, mm. right? There is. There's no other, re- that, you know, they must have had some inkling that that was going to sell well.
1: I mean, given what potentially could be happening, if things we've been seeing are the case, we could be seeing a return of that character soon. Mm-hmm. But again, that is speculation on our part, so we don't know. Also, uh, all three compendium books for uh, of uh, for Invincible are on that second list. The one by by Dollars that one totally makes sense because you know Invincible is uh, still kind of hot right now because of the um uh, because of the um the show, and I'm sure there's probably some people who be like, oh, I hadn't read this, but I like the show. Let me let me let me get up on that. And it might be some fans just re-upping. I don't know. It mm-hmm. happens, as we have just said. So, yeah. So, there is, uh, there is that, folks. That is the end of the news for this night. Uh, can we get one last ad read? Our
0: last ad read of the night is for Amazon. Keep our podcast free by shopping at Amazon. Visit CSPN.us then click the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down and click on the Amazon link to shop. Purchase items from Amazon as you normally would, whether it's books, music, electronics, jewelry, apparel, or Marvel Legends. For every purchase made on Amazon through our link, Amazon sends the CSPN a payment that helps us keep the Comic Book Chronicles podcast free for our listeners at no extra cost to you. If you shop at Amazon often bookmark the link or add it as your homepage so that you can add the, so you can help the CSPN each time you order. We thank you for your support. Amazon.com through CSPN.us do it today.
1: And with that folks, we come to another end of the show. Um, we appreciate you coming out, whether live as we're recording this or later on in audio video form. Um, we will be back next week on our on our regular regular time and uh, Maybe. place. Maybe, yes.
0: <laughs> Maybe there is. What's funny about whatever our whatever pops up on our schedules, right? This week was a weather related thing, believe it or not. In this way, was not yeah. pre planned. Next week may be pre planned because, uh, believe it or not, the new Demon Slayer um, episode is going to drop in theaters and it, we might be. It's not a it's not a set thing yet. We might be doing a little bit of movie protocol and pushing our recording back to Friday, but we don't know yet.
1: So yeah. we'll see. So stay tuned to our socials for that, which are as followed. I have been Cat. You can find me at Cat on Twitter. You can find me at News News Needed on Twitter. You can find me at CBcaps on Instagram. 18 underscore 70 on Twitter, Instagram, and threads. Uh, PC and underscore dirt on Twitter, popcottoner on Twitter, popcottoner.work.com, and all those umbrella sites therein. And Tim D O G G nine eight on Twitter, CB Crown on Twitter, which is the Comic Book Chronicles uh, Twitter account, uh, the Click Nation on Twitter. That's T H E K L I Q N A T I O N, theclicknation.com. I don't know if he's over on Bluescribe because I know they just opened that up, by the way, for folks to where you don't need an invite anymore. So I guess have at it, just don't. Don't, don't be the reason why, uh, the same reason why Twitter is in decline, but, you know, outside of who owns it now, but that's another thing. Anyway, um, also you can find Tim over at, uh, comicbook.com where he's over there writing his face off. Uh, you can find this here podcast on the Coastal Little Podcast Network at cspn.us. Do it today. <laughs> You can also find us on your podcast, the place of choice, so whether it be Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Coast of the Podcast Network's SoundCloud page.
0: Make sure to click like, subscribe, and leave us all the positive five star reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's really important over there, folks.
1: There we go. And of course, you can find us streaming uh, mostly, normally every Thursday night. Uh, on the uh YouTube channel of the Click Nation, that's youtube.com/slash the and twitch.tv/slash comic book chronicles. Make
0: sure to click like, subscribe, and hit that notification button so you know when we are on recording live and direct.
1: Nice. Um, actually, some, something you said earlier reminded me of something, but uh, we'll talk about that afterwards. Um, oh. That was something I forgot to mention at the beginning of the show. So we possibly, or at least I would have probably, possibly talked talked about that um, latest Peanut special that came out today, or yesterday, excuse me, as of this recording, uh, Welcome Home Franklin, that we talked about, uh, I think, last week or whatever the case may be. Uh, it is out on Apple TV, if you have access to that, or probably has some other wings that it might be out there also as well. Didn't get a chance to watch it yet, uh, but I will... Uh, watch it and maybe talk about it next week if there's something. But I've been looking forward to checking it out. Just haven't had a chance to uh, to, to check it out just yet. So we'll talk about we'll talk about that possibly next on the next show. And with that, uh, this has been the Comic Book Chronicles. Peace, peace one. I
0: love it when a plan
1: comes together.